Jenny Hatch show at Colin and I'm your host. I just finished listening to the all in pod for this week and cannot recommend highly enough that everyone go listen to that pod. I spend a lot of time on the internet, listening, reading, watching videos, and just trying to every day gauge where we're at as a society. And I really think the four guys who do the All In Pod, and I put the link in the show page of this show today, and one of whom is the founder of Colin, David Sachs. I really think these four guys have the wisdom and the knowledge and then the ability to articulate uh, what's really going on better than just about anybody I listen to. So go take the time to listen to that. It was fabulous. It was sobering. It was, it was just straight talk. And in this day when we're hearing so much propaganda from the media, it's refreshing to be able to listen to a 90 minute podcast that just realistically takes a glimpse of where we're at and says, Hey, this is what we think. And so I'm grateful to these four guys for their willingness to just talk straight. And treat the people who are listening to their podcast like adults. And so thank you for that. As I listened, I was thinking about just the average family. And I'm always concerned about parents who are raising young children as I craft my work. How can I influence them? How can I inspire them with my messaging to be realistic and cautious and prudent as they spend those precious dollars as they care for their children. And so much of my work has been written for and about families in this stage of life when they have young children that I just thought I would give you a quick overview of my message and then share a couple of links where you can go learn more. Because As they predicted just now on the all-in pod, we are in this place today of just everything being incredibly wobbly with our finance systems and shipping issues and the global interconnectedness, which makes the American people incredibly vulnerable to things that are happening 
outside our borders, impacting our day-to-day life. And because Americans have been so sheltered as a first world country, I think sometimes there's a naivete and even a, you know, just sense of um, entitlement that because our people have never really starved, at least not recently, we know that the first pilgrims nearly starved the first year they showed up, but because our people have never really been in a starvation place in the recent past, that it's almost impossible for them to consider what true food shortages would look like. And so my message is to people who are just kind of in denial that anything's going to change, I'd love to just kind of like grab you by your lapels and shake you a little bit and just say, you know, just make a couple of prudent decisions right now to help your kids. Because if things go down the way they might, there will be one commodity that will be in the most demand immediately. And that commodity is breast milk. Whenever there is a natural disaster that takes down an infrastructure for a couple of days, and I'm talking even just three or four days, the trucks that show up with plastic diapers and baby formula will often have lines forming around them that are a mile long with young parents hoping to get some disposable diapers and some baby formula to take care of their own babies. And if we were to have some situation in America where infrastructure was down for a matter of days or weeks nationwide, the baby formula that's in the country right now would be gone in a matter of days. And then you would have some hungry children. And then you would have some babies crying. And there would be this just general panic of what are we going to do? How do we feed the babies? And then that demand for mother's milk would just rise up. And so my message for all of the years I've been writing has been to moms to take on the task to learn how to breastfeed. And all of my efforts as a mom, from learning how to do my own prenatal care, to give birth, to nurture my children, uh, the most challenging task and skill that I have learned is the art of breastfeeding. And so it's not easy. There's many challenges. And because there's so much, quote, failure, um, moms just tend to turn to baby formula when the baby's about three months old and just say, I gave it my best shot and this is good enough and I'm going to go to baby formula. And I'm not judging anyone for that choice. That's what happened with my own first baby. I only was able to nurse her for about three months. So I get it. But in a survival situation, your ability to do this thing could mean the difference between life and death for your own baby, for your own child. So just tuck that in the back of your mind, maybe get a book 
on breastfeeding, make some friends who are into it, think about doing it so that if you're going to have a baby within the next couple of years and if there are supply chain issues or you just can't buy baby formula, you're in a better position emotionally, psychologically to say, yeah, I'm going to do this thing, which is a full-time job. It literally is a full-time job to breastfeed a child. Because when you add in the time that you need to spend in your kitchen cooking the foods necessary to make the breast milk to feed the baby, it's a full-time job. And you add in shopping and dishes and um, it's a full-time job. So that's number one, breast milk. Number two is wheat. The guys on the All In Pod spent a lot of time talking about wheat, the impact on the wheat economy tied to the war in Ukraine, the numbers of how much of the world population is dependent on wheat for just their daily needs. And in America, we eat wheat, but we eat it in the form of prepackaged foods that are highly advertised and that come to us after being passed through many hands. The farmer grows it, and then it's distributed and shipped, and it goes to the major food manufacturers, and they break it down and make it into products, and then they advertise it, and then they sell it to us at a retail price in a grocery store. For as long as I have been on the internet, I have been talking to people about buying their grains directly from farmers, or even better yet, growing it themselves. If you're not prepared to grow your own grains, I think the next best option is to buy directly from those farmers. And what happens when you do that is that you get this whole grain in your hand and it is pennies on the dollar to create foods from those grains than it is to buy a box of Wheaties at the grocery store for four bucks. So you buy $4 worth of wheat from a farmer, you can come up with months worth of food for your family. Juxtaposed with one box of cereal that might last you a week if you eat it every day. So the economics of buying directly from farmers and then crafting your own food from those grains is obvious. The economics, you can't even quantify the difference because it's so, so huge. But when you take the time to take that wheat and just grind it in your blender and craft a hot cereal from it, you're talking about being able to feed your family for weeks and weeks off of that $4 worth of wheat. And when wheat is in your hand as a grain, and then it's created into a product like hot cereal or muffins or bread, as that wheat fills up with water, it expands. And then it goes into the stomach of your child and it also expands. You feel full. When the food manufacturers get their hands on the wheat, the first thing they do is they pull out the wheat germ and the bran. And what they're left with is just this endosperm part of the wheat. That's the white flour. And with that white flour, they make bread and pasta and cookies and all the things you buy in the store from 
that have wheat in them. But the nutrition value is just so low, they have to add in nutrients, which costs more money, to fill in the gaps that if they would have just crafted that food product with the bran and the wheat germ intact, they wouldn't have to add in the vitamins. The problem with the wheat germ being included in that wheat product is that the high oil in the germ makes it more rancid. So the shelf life plummets. That bread has to be sold within a day or two or frozen to keep it intact because it gets moldy and it decomposes very quickly. And the food manufacturers know this. That's why your white flour products come encased in chocolate and plastic to preserve the life so that you can buy a ding dong and it lasts on the shelf for weeks or months before you consume it and it still tastes okay. Whereas if you buy a loaf of whole wheat bread uh, that sits on the shelf for more than a day or two, it's, it's not very good. And so my challenge to moms, it's right there in my YouTube, my old YouTube channel, the very first video I crafted back in the day was on how to mill your own grains using a home grain mill, wheat grinder, and then making your own whole grain foods from scratch. And from that day to this, I started, gosh, it was like 2007, I think, making movies. So many of the videos, podcasts, and blog posts I've written have been about this topic. And I share the links with some of that content in the show page. You can just click over and look at it. One of the most exciting new trends in um, social media are all these young moms who are, in fact, homesteading. And I shared the link with Ballerina Farm, who is one of the most popular Instagram influencers on the web. And Hannah and her husband are city people. She actually is a Juilliard-trained ballerina. And they decided they wanted to be ranchers. And so they did some research and they bought some land in northern Utah. And Hannah is living this little house on the prairie slash Amish lifestyle with her six kids. She's currently expecting her seventh baby. And she um, is Mrs. Utah. She's, she's a pageant queen. She won the Mrs. Utah competition this year. And um, she's beautiful and talented and smart. And she's homeschooling these kids. And she's just being such an influence for good because she is in charge of the milk and the eggs at her ranch. Her husband has pigs and cattle that he uh, ranches, and then they sell the meat through a mail operation where they ship the meat out frozen to their customers all over the country. And it has been so fun for me to watch Hannah every day as she lives the lifestyle of the mom who milks her own cows by hand, makes her own butter, and then is constantly at the stove cooking amazing meals from scratch for her family. She's 
the current queen of sourdough on the internet. And what she is doing is modeling an amazing lifestyle for anybody who watches. And she's influencing hundreds of thousands of young moms. And she makes it so fun and doable that there's just this wave right now of moms who are getting land and buying cows and raising chickens and doing their own milk and milk products, make their own cheese and butter. And it's one of the coolest trends in America that I think I've ever seen because um, these young moms, they recognize because of COVID that our food supplies are not necessarily reliable and they want to um, be in a place where they can save money, but also know that if the shelves get cleared again for any reason, that they will be able to feed their kids. And so over the last two years since COVID hit, there has just been this uptick in these moms who are cooking from scratch and and moving on to rural properties so they can live the same lifestyle with their families. And to me, that is the answer to everything that the all-in pod just talked about in terms of being self-reliant and not dependent on international shipping, not dependent on Ukrainian and Russian companies for fertilizer and natural gas, but just owning the process of your own food production and saying, I will do this myself. And if I need to purchase some things, I will do it locally from a local farmer. That to me is the hope. That's the hope for our world that the young families who have children will recognize that they have so much power in terms of providing for themselves and their families. And so I would encourage you to click over to Ballerina Farm Instagram and just see the pure magic that's happening on that property. This is Jenny Hatch. Thanks for stopping by. I hope I've given you lots to think about and I would challenge you today to just begin where you're at. Learn a new skill. When I was starting as a young mom, I was overwhelmed by everything I needed to learn and do. And my goal was to every year purchase one new tool, whether that was a grain mill or um, a juicer or something that would help me in my homemaking. And then I spent that year learning that skill, whatever it was, making bread, uh, crafting my own pasta, just doing some new thing that felt huge, learning how to breastfeed, learning how to give birth alone. As I upped my skills, I became more confident and we saved money. We saved a ton of money and I was always able to stay at home with our kids and we lived on one income. I did have a lot of little side jobs here and there to fill in the gaps, but we, we did it. We raised our five children and, um, I try to be someone who doesn't just talk, but also is out there walking and hopefully displaying and sharing in a positive, positive.
and touchable way what's possible. Because I think sometimes the people who get lost in theory and they're constantly theorizing about everything have done so much damage to our society with their theories. And I'm someone who believes, let, let's take that theory and put it into practice and ask ourselves, does this work? Is it possible? Can we do it? And as Hannah prepares to give birth to her seventh child at home, she's planning a home birth sometime in the next few weeks, my prayer for her is that her birth will go perfectly and she will continue to be the bright, shining light, setting this amazing example for everyone who stops by. And um, thanks for stopping by today. I challenge you to put in a little bit of wheat. It might just save your life sometime.